0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. report Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blob Talk Radio. Okay, class.
2: Oh, uh. okay, I've been They try to break me, try to take me out, but I got Jesus on my side. So bad I thought it would die. But ain't no power stronger than the one that came and laid on His life. And I got multiple climb, But the enemy can't stop me, cause there's a calling on my life.
1: to Blessings by Grace Radio tonight is our Learner's Lounge Thursday. We are so elated for you to be here tonight in the Upper Valley Studio with us. Here, there everywhere across the United States and the world as a whole. We are elated for you tonight, and we welcome you in. The doctor tonight will be in, and he will be breaking down the word of God for you. He will be giving you with us, saith the Lord tonight. We are elated. Yesterday, day, very great night for us. We celebrated 11 years on our radio broadcast. June 30, 2010, officially, Blessings by Grace became Blessings by Grace Radio. So we are so elated. After 11 successful years on the radio, and when you say successful, what do you mean? Well, on the radio itself, we now have almost 51,000 active listeners. Who listen constantly, shedding and downloading, and we are so elated for that. This is excellent. But not only do we have almost fifty-one thousand listeners currently, right now, we also are in over sixty-four countries across the world. Not to mention, we have over forty-five sponsors, different podcasters, and web and web sites that promote our show, they share our show. They let the listeners download our show. They promote the to the fullest. That and it's not because of us. It's never us. But it's always Jesus and what he is doing to ben, to manifest our show into the lives of everybody else. So this is awesome, awesome awesome. We just delayed it because Sunday we celebrate sixty years with our founder, Dr. Bishop Offermore at our church, and then yesterday we celebrate 11 years on the radio, so that's a blessing, and, you know, every Thursday we're going to come here for Bible study, if the Lord says the same, every Thursday that God gives the Spirit of the Lord utterance for us to be here, we'll be here on this radio broadcast at the Apple Valley Station. Every Wednesday that the Spirit of the Lord gives utterance, we will be here in the Apple Valley Station. Paying for you and taking your prayers, your petitions, your testimony, your prayer reports to the throne of God. So we are very grateful for you to be here now. Keep sharing the show, guys. Keep pushing towards the mark because one day, soon and very, very soon, the Lord is coming back like a thief in the night. We're not going to have any advance to warning because you know what? The advance warning is now. When you listen on the news to all the destruction all of the turmoil, all of everything that's not right. When you go to church and they're talking to you about the Bible and the things in the end, like if you read the book of Revelation and you pray to God to give you the understanding about Revelation, you're going to see that the end times are now. They're not a million years from now. God is going to come back sooner than we probably can think before the blink of an actual eye for him in real time. He's going to be here and when he comes, we are not going to have any events. know this for that day. But if we think back to everything, our teachers and preachers told us about him coming soon. We think about all the turmoil, Joe, the everything. There's negativity going on in the world. This is God preparing us that He is on His way back for His final return. So as you can see, we always have to be ready. Not getting ready, but staying ready for his return. And now, it is the best part of our Thursday night for Learners. Now, Saturday we are going to be able to learn what that says to the Lord. So I'm excited tonight, because we're going to be learning. The doctor is in, and he will teach with me now. God bless you.
0: Thank you again. Amen. Tonight, amen. God bless you my granddaughter tonight for bringing us on as she normally usually do praise the lord we're so grateful to be in the land of the living and back on air with you one more time dr moore speaking to you from apple valley studio amen in the city of apple valley tonight i we're going to get into the word of god tonight that is the only saying that i have learned and experienced that will keep us Amen. And give us understanding of life as we see it unfolding before our eyes. We are so grateful, as my announcement says, for all the podcasters, amen, that's carrying the word of God. Amen. The message of, of the word of God brings me to the great commission. Jesus says, go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That is exactly what you are helping me to do. Amen is go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Because the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but all come to eternal life. Amen. Put on your spiritual mind tonight. Let us get into the word of God. We are going to call your attention tonight, Amen. Uh Praise God, Amen. To the book um, of Second Corinthians chapter six, seventeen and uh eighteen. And second Corinthians uh, chapter one. Chapter seven and one, I'm sorry. First Peter one, fourteen and sixteen. And First Peter two, nine and eleven. First Thessalonians four and seven. It reads it says in First Thessalonians four and seven. Speaking to the Believers in Christ Jesus Paul has written a letter And now he's encouraging the believers God has not called us Unto uncleanness But unto holiness That's why, amen, I want to stop and pause for a minute Tonight, if you walk walking with the Lord You must walk in a way that is pleasing him. You can't please yourself. Oh, Paul said there is no good things in this flesh. But amen, we got to please him that has called us out of darkness into this marvel life. For God has not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. If you are a child of God and you're doing things in the flesh, that you know that is unclean. I would encourage you to repent. Come God with sorrow or that thing and ask God to forgive you. Only he is able is to forgive you and I for our sin. Uncleanness has come to be so common among the body of Jesus Christ Until amen, it is very acceptable in some areas. And people think there's no harm. I don't think there's no wrong in doing things that can satisfy the flesh. But God has not called us unto unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. 2 Corinthians 6, 17 and 18 says, Wherefore? Come out from among them. Those of believers that is practiced in uncleanness, not living to the standards of the Lord, the Bible says come out from among them. And that is referring to your mother, your father, your pastor, your auntie, your uncle. It doesn't make any difference who, are leading you, if they practice in uncleanness, the Bible to come out from among them, and be ye separated. God says to be separated. This is nothing, amen, that any pastor have conquered up to say, but God, amen, the creator of the heaven and earth. God say, be separated, says the Lord, the ruler of the universe, he said, touch not the unclean things. Don't touch the unclean things of this world. He said, I will receive you if you don't touch these unclean things. You can have an unclean mind. Your mind can be unclean. Not only are things of the flesh, but your mind can be whole, amen, filter things, amen, and you can... Amen. Have unclean thoughts. God don't want you to allow these thoughts to continue to be in your mind. And touch another unclean thing, and I will receive you. God let you know, amen, if you don't touch any unclean thing, I'll receive you. But if you are unclean, the Lord is not going to receive us if we are unclean. God is not going to receive us if you're doing things, Amen, contrary to the will of God. God is not going to receive us, and I will be a father unto you. That means, Amen. He will be. Somebody that can keep you here. He's somebody, amen, that can guide you. Somebody that is much stronger than you. Somebody that is how much more intelligent than you do. I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my son and my daughters, says the Lord Almighty. It's if you are be obedient. Tonight, amen, we're talking about the call. To holiness, God is calling his people to holiness. God will suit no law than holiness. Holiness is very important. If you're not producing a holy life as being a believer in the Lord, you're living beneath your privilege. The Lord let us know amen. God, holy nature. We, we got to learn his nature. We got to have his spirit is holy. His word is holy. His dwelling place, that's in you and I is holy. Romans twelve and one presents you, present your body, a living sacrifice. God don't want no dead sacrifice. But your body is to have to be a living sacrifice, holy. Because when he getting ready to use an Amen, it's got to be Amen without sin. Holy. God can't use you in your sin. His dwelling place is holy. His name is holy. The very name that we take so lightly. The name of Jesus is a holy name. God holy nature nation. Israel was a holy peoples. Israel was an example to the heathen, as the church is supposed to be an example to the world. Israel was a peculiar treasure. We as believers ought to be different from the world. All believers ought to have a different life than the life that the world is presenting. Come out from among them and be ye separated, says the Lord. No, Dr. Moore didn't say that, but the Lord himself is warning you it's and telling you, if you are among a bunch of people, then they are seen to be religious. They can't brow their tongue. Their religiousness is, is in vain. The Lord said, come out from among them and be separated. The church is a dwelling place for his spirit. And I'm not talking about the building. I'm talking about our lives is a dwelling place for the spirit of God is to dwell in. Not just sometimes, but amen. Every day, every hour, the Spirit of God ought to be able is to dwell within our life, a holy life. You call what a holy call. A uh, church is Amen. It's a light To the world Think about it Everywhere you go Your life is reflecting And somebody Is looking at your life Your life Is a light to this world Even when you don't think Somebody is looking Or listening at you They are the beauty beautifulness of holiness. It reflects in our attitude. If we say that we holy, we ought to have a beautiful type of attitude. Not a sarcastic attitude, not a annoying old attitude. Not a boastful attitude, but a humble attitude. It reflects our action. The Lord goes on to encourage us. Beloved, and 2 Corinthians 71, having therefore these promises, God has promised us these things. Dear beloved, let us clean ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit perfecting holiness in the fear of God now you say amen you love Jesus well amen you don't if you love Jesus and he have washed you with his blood and you are clean you'll not have no filthiness of the flesh you'll not have no filthiness of the spirit and according to the word of God there is still some walking with the filthiness of the flesh when God does call you into holiness. We die to sin. When we repent of our sins, we die. We spiritually die to sin. Anyone that have met Jesus and received the gift of the Holy Ghost, they have died spiritually to sin. Death is not a new thing when it invades our life. If we don't die to sin. you already done died. We die to sin when we repent of our sin. The former life of bondage is put behind us, and it is buried in water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Or when you die in sin, and when you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you bury something. You bury the old man. And if you come happen to come up with that same kind of nature, I'm going to say, man, you need to let somebody rebaptize you again until, amen, that old man. Don't have that same desire. When you raise up out of that water, you it's a type for you are to be walking in the newness of life. Old things has passed away, and behold, all things has become new. This is to the Christians everywhere, all over the face of the earth. There is not but one salvation, there is not but one Lord, there is not but one faith. There is not but one God, so he's talking to the believers everywhere. Come out from among them and be ye separated, says the Lord. We are filled with the Holy Ghost, and speaking with other tongues as the Spirit of God help us or give us uttering. When we are filled with the Holy Ghost, Amen. The Amen, Spirit of God helps us to speak in that unknown language. We can't do it on our own, but it is the Spirit of God helps us. It puts us into a uttering. It puts us into a cloven tongue. As the Bible says, it was like a cloven tongue. It set up on each of them. It was like fire set up on each of them. God has to get a hold of your tongue. And you annoy it's not you, because you know you can't do that. We always have some imitators. Amen. There are people, amen, teaching people how to speak in what they call an unknown tongue. But that's not that heavenly tongue. That's not that heavenly language. Only God himself can give you. He's calling us into holiness. Though these, though though through faith, respond, we are born again through faith. We got to believe that he is and that he will reward those that diligently seek him. We walk by faith and not by sight. You got to believe all of God's promise, not part of them. We become new men and women in Christ Jesus as babes. In Christ, we learn a new manner of living, striving daily to reflect the character of our Lord. When we are newly bathed in Christ, we have to learn how to walk with the Lord. We have to learn how to overcome this old flesh. But you're not done it by yourself. Remember, the Holy Spirit is right there helping you. It leads you and it's guiding you. If you can hear it. Jesus says, my sheep knoweth my voice. But a stranger they shall not follow. I'm afraid, amen, too many of God's people is following the wrong kind of voice. A spirit that dwells within our heart, it motivates us to pursue pureness and holiness in our attitude, in our action, in our appearance. It promotes us, amen, is to pursue holiness in our attitude. You got to have a good attitude. Amen. Show a good appearance. You don't look any kind of way. You dress modest man or woman you don't dress making god ashamed or you let's say you in the holy ghost you always want to make the lord proud and want to be acceptable no matter who you are where you are remember you claim that jesus lived within you a call to holiness. At a moment of salvation, holiness is imparted to us through the Spirit as a result of the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. His blood washed away out of sin. We stand holy before God after we demonstrate good works as we are not called to uncleanliness, but unto wholeness. We are not called unto uncleanliness. Don't let filthy communication proceed out of your mouth. First Thessalonians chapter 4 and 7, people are always saying, excuse me, for amen, they use the word, my friendship, because they don't allow a defiled word to come out of their mouth. Well, they wasn't rooted deep enough, if they did, accept life. They wasn't rooted deep enough in Jesus. The so word didn't go deep enough down in them to keep them. They fell among thorns, and they fell among rocks, hard ground. But you really want to be kept, you got to go, you got to come among good ground. And those no little words will not slip, slip out of your lips. Verses 24 and 7, the joy we find in forgiveness. It inspires us to live our lives in a manner that please God. Forgiveness, us, Amen. Make us want to live our lives in a manner that we want to please God. Enos walk with God. Enos please God. And at that time, the Holy Ghost was not given. Now, Amen. If Enos walked with God and pleased Him, and the Holy Ghost was not given, how much more should we be able to either walk with God? with the empowering of the Holy Ghost that he gives us. After that you receive the Holy Ghost, you are endowed with power. God just don't leave you as you were. He gives you something. It's a fight against the forces of hell, and that is power. That power is like a dynamite. A dynamite is a small little item But it can blow you Out of the way This power that I'm talking about In the Holy Ghost is a dunamis power And if you haven't experienced That kind of power You need to go back and ask the Lord Is to do it again God's holy nature If we are to please God We need to Understand the nature of God. I wonder, are we striving in our daily life to understand the very nature of God? Are we striving to understand who he really is? How he really operates? We need to understand the nature of God. His holiness is an essential aspect of his nature. When you want to find God, you find holiness. God called. God called. His call was, be ye holy. That was God's call to his people, is be ye holy. That is to be set apart from the world. Be separated from the world. Be ye holy. For I am holy. And holy without, no man shall see God. His reverberation thoughts are the scripture from the day of Mount Sinai in Leviticus 20 and 7. The call of holiness is initially in a claim with the nature of God. Everything that exists in his presence must be holy, must be clean, and must be righteous. Is that identifying your life as a believer in Jesus? Are your life clean? Are your life righteous? Are your life holy? God is calling for holy people. His spirit is holy. Now when you say the spirit of the Lord is in me, you say amen, that the spirit of holiness is in you. From eternal past, God has possessed The characteristic of holiness. Who is like unto thee, O Lord among the small DODS God? Who is like unto thee? Glorious in holiness, fearful in praise, done wonderful. Who is like unto our God? Who or what is like unto our God? Nobody is like unto our God. He's fearful, amen, in praise. He's wonderful. Exodus 15 and 11. The holiness of God is his glory. My God, my God. The holiness of God is his glory. He said, Father, glorify me with the glory that I had before the foundation of the world when he got ready to leave you. Glorify me. Put me back in that perspective place that I was before the foundation of the world. His cleanliness, his righteousness, his sanctification and pureness are the essentialness of God. He is holy. He is the bedrock truth. All oh, the Christian faith and the foundation of a moral behavior. When you are when you are in Christ, you behave different than you did when you was in the world. You just can't do the thing that you did when you was out there in that world and you didn't have Jesus Christ. You just can't do the same thing. You put on another nature. Because he is holy, there is no barrenness in him. See James 117, God is a spirit, and that spirit is holy. That spirit, amen, that lives within you and I as we put him on is a holy spirit. His word is holy. St. John one says, In the beginning was well, the word, and the word was with God, and the word were God. His word is holy. You can't get around holiness. It doesn't make you any difference what you call yourself, what denomination you are. When you end up to the real reality of everything, you've got to be holy. And you must serve a holy God. Since God is holy, that which belongs to him is holy. Now, if you belong to him, amen, you are holy. You don't want no unrighteousness living within you if you belong to God. You don't want no uncleanness in you if you really belong to the Lord. You can't be satisfied with that kind of spirit in you. Furthermore, among that which is identified as God and with God is his word. The world was framed by the word of God. Hebrews 11 and 3. The word of God came to the prophets and through the ages has been demonstrated to be infallible. God's word can't lie. Heaven and earth have passed away, but God's word is going to remain. God's word can't lie. God's word is God. It came out from him. Before anything was made, the word was right there in the very beginning. God's word is distant and it sets apart from the word of every thing or other prophet, teachers, or the wise men. For his word has never failed. 1 Kings 8 and 56. God's word has never failed. King's words have failed. Prophet's words can fail, but God's word, heaven never fails. When the word comes, when the word was made flesh, John 1 and 14, the word was made flesh. The word was a spirit. The word was a spirit, and that spirit put on a fleshly body, which represented humanity. The word was made flesh. And we beheld the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That's the only time we can really see who God really was, was through Jesus. When the Word was made flesh, even that flesh was holy and without sin. Hebrews four. At fifteen, the flesh that Jesus, woe, it wasn't like amen, man. Humanity, flesh, Jesus, flesh, amen, man, was not contaminated with sin. No sin had never been in that flesh, and no God was never found in his mouth. He was holy from the very beginning. He came in the likeness of sinful flesh, condemning sin in the flesh called to holiness. God bless you and ready, your Land. The Lord is speaking to us took his word. God word comes to the written scripture. As holy men of God spake. As they were moved by the Holy Ghost. First Peter one twenty one. This thing was not done on no option, amen. The holy men of God, they were holy, they were righteous, they were clean men, and the Holy Spirit moved upon these men and inspired these men to write down, to dictate what God wanted us to know. They didn't do it on their own. It was by a supernatural power that they were guided by. Even that flesh was holy. God's word came in writing the scripture as holy men of God spake, as they were moved by the Holy Ghost, Second Peter 1, 21. When holy words was transcribed by holy men, an infallible book was born. His word is holy. It is pure. It's clean, it is righteous, and it is never changed. That's a powerful book. We call that book, the Bible, Hallelujah! His dwelling place is holy. For thus says the highest and lofty one, the infallible eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the highest and holy place, Isaiah 57 and 15. God sitteth upon the throne of his holiness, Psalm 47 and 8. There is nobody like our God. God is holy, and wheresoever he dwells is a holy dwelling place. Everywhere God dwells, at, amen, it's a holy place. God told Moses, Amen on the backside of the devil. Put off your shoes. For the ground that you stand on is holy ground. When you stand in the presence of God, you got to give God some reverence. Oh, we belittle God so much today. You're in God's presence today, and you don't want to give him reverence. And the angel that I said said, Holy, he's holy, he's holy. They covered their face. They couldn't stand to look at him in his glory. They covered their feet. And with twain, he did fly. He's holy. God is holy wherever he dwells. His dwelling is a holy dwelling place. Before the Shekinah presence of God enters, the tabernacle of Moses, the tabernacle was sanctified and it was hollowed unto God. But it was his presence between the cherubim and the holy of holiness that made the tabernacle holy. No one could approach this inner chamber except the high priest all the day of atonement once a year. Nobody couldn't go in there because the power of God was there. And everything was unclean. And if you was unclean, you, you couldn't go into God's presence. I tell you, yeah, people, you better watch out. You shout under the presence of God. You dance under the presence of God, and you know you're not right. That's a bad thing. If the priest went in and he was not right, he wouldn't come out alive. God's presence nothing to play with. And the priest only could go in there once a year. Once a year. And David's day, Zion. The dwelling place of the Ark of the Covenant was called the mountain of his holiness. Psalm forty eight, one and two. When Solomon temple was completed, the glory of the Lord filled the house as he sanctified it to himself. Second Chronicles 7 2 through 12. It became a holy place. His spirit took residence there. God dwelling is always a holy place. Psalm 93 and 5, Isaiah 63, 15. God's dwelling is always a holy place. Is he dwelling within you? Well, then you are a holy temple of the living God. His name is holy. God's name has always been an integrity part of Himself. His presence and the name of God are uh, interrelated, as His presence is holy. So His name is holy. So when you call Abba when you call upon that name, I want you to realize you're calling upon a holy name. A name that can destroy anything. He can give up or he can tear down. The name of holiness. His name is holy. God's name has always been and always will be. There is only one name given to men well, by which they can be saved. Now, that's amen, 4 and 12, the singular name of a singular God. It deserves great revenue. His name is holy, righteous, clean, pure. And without its equal. God's name is to be praised and never perform fame. Leviticus, amen, 20 and 3. Leviticus 22 and 2. First Chronicles 16 and 10 through 35. Psalm 99 and 3. Psalm 103 and 1. His name is to be praised. Give God some praise tonight. You ready your land tonight. Amen. I know you're at home, but you can give God some praise. Hallelujah. Because he's worthy of his praise. Israel was the holy peoples. God chose the people of Israel to be his people from all of the nations of the earth. God chose them in Abraham and confirmed the promise to Jacob. However, it was not until they were called out of Egypt that they obtained a distant identity as a nation. It was at Mount Sinai Sinai, that God confirmed them as his people. God had to bring them out of bondage, from under bondage, before, amen, he could give them a proper name to identify them. You are my people. I'm bringing you out of sin. He said, For thou art my holy peoples, until the Lord, thou God, the Lord, thou God, has chosen thee to be a special people unto himself. Church, You ought to be a special people unto the Lord. You ought to be, amen, carefully how you present your life, amen, because you are a special individual unto the Lord. Above all the people that is up on the land, amen, that are up on the face of the earth, amen, God counts you as special. Are you treating yourself as special? Are you treating yourself as you are a child of a king? Are you just going along with society? You want to stay in that mode You say, Yes, I'm a Christian. But you don't want to elevate the spirit of righteousness and holiness. Israel was a nation dedicated to the glory of God. Her national identity was based, amen, in his identity. The lifestyle of the people was to testify of his goodness, his holiness, and his supreme over all. They was to the bear witness how great God is. Are you, are you that somebody? Are you, amen, that person that has been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Are you a bad witness of that great God, how holy, how righteous he is? It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. I'm going to say that again. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. We have to lift up Jesus. If I be lifted up from the earth, amen, he said, I will draw all men unto himself. It's not about me. not about Dr. Moore. It's about Jesus. I'm here, amen, trying my best to lift up the name of Jesus. Israel was an example to the heathen. When God brought Israel out of Egypt, he placed a special anointing on his people. When God brings you out of the world, God places a special anointing upon you. Can I say that again? When God brings you out of sin, he places a special anointing upon you as his people. The nation around them fear them because of the presence of the Lord. Did you know, amen, people fear you, amen, because they can feel, amen, the presence of God upon you. They fear you. But now if you ain't living nothing, they don't fear you. But I dare you to live a righteous, a holy, and a sanctified life. I don't care how big that devil is. He's going to fear you because the spirit of God is in you. The presence of the Lord is in the camp of Israel. Deuteronomy, amen, 2.25. Israel was known among the heathen for her beauty and countenance that the Lord had placed in her. Ezekiel 16 and 14. She was known among the heathen for her beauty and her countenance. A it was right. It was not sad. God was taking care of Israel. God was supporting Israel. And they've seen this. He said, I'm the same today, yesterday, and evermore. I'm God not I change not. God is still taking care of us right now. As they live their lives according to the law and the ordinances of Moses delivered to them, the Israelites demonstrated the blessing of serving God to the nation around them. Can you demonstrate the blessing of God in this heathen world that we're living in right now? Can you demonstrate the blessing of God, amen, that he's taking care of you and I right now? He's providing for us. He's making a way for us right now. Without there are people starving. God, give us plenty. He still taking care of his people. Be ye holy, for I am holy and holy without. No man shall see the Lord. The nation of the men who had inhabited Canaan prior to Israel conquering was cast out of the land because of their iniquity. Sin will put you out of your blessing. Sin will bring you down because Israel was an example of the glory and beauty of righteousness to those nations and the others who lived around her. Leviticus 18, 28, and 30. Numbers 14, 13, and 19. She was an example. Jesus said to the Christians, you are the light of the world. He city that sits on a hill and cannot be here. We are an example to the world. But what kind of light are you producing? Can they see holiness in you? Can they see the righteousness of Jesus in you? Come on, church. God spoke to the Israelites at Mount Sinai and established them as his peoples. It's desire for them, amen, to be witness of his presence by their faith. That's God's desire for the church, amen, is to be witness. He said, you are my witness. I ain't talking about no Jehovah's witness. He said, you are my Holy Ghost witness. If we don't testify of him, who is going to testify of him? Amen. Through faith, through worshiping, Dressing and lifestyle, we done got away from that. Through faith, through worshiping, we don't want to worship God no more like we used to. We don't want to worship him until we feel the power of God come in the place where we are, shake the whole place. We don't want to worship him like that no more. We're called insane people. We're called, amen, out of date people. But God is so awesome. He's worthy to be praised. And then, amen, and dressing. We 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 amen. We 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 we, we dishonor God in our dress. We are we want to dress any kind of way. We come amen dressed in any kind of thing that we want to amen be dressed in and coming before a holy God. You ain't gonna get the blessing of God that way. You ought to dress appropriate. You ought to dress in a way that God can accept your dressing, your lifestyle of the nation was to see Israel' devotion and obedience to their one true God, that they could also come to know God. <clears throat> God have us here to draw other people, other nations that don't know him. That's what your life and my life is about. Showing an example to this evil world, the obedient, amen, of Israel challenge every nation to serve God. The obedient of the church, every nation, amen, under the sun is to serve have a living God. Because, God bless you, my time is up. Amen. I hope to continue this. It is a blessing to my soul. God bless you And Jesus saying, "Aymen."